Only when times get bad do people begin to evaluate what's really important and begin to ask, why are these things taking place? based on the number of people. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. One of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. The people that we see that are visible on television, I'm talking about people at high levels, they answer to somebody. There's somebody even higher than them. Bottom line, proof of vaccination will be required by no later than the end of this month enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. But as a spokesperson from Pfizer admitted in the Dutch Parliament this week, the vaccine was never tested for transmission, in other words, stopping you giving COVID to others. So what the authorities told us about stopping the spread with a jab was a total lie. Take it to protect granny, a historic falsehood. Large numbers of people around the world have suffered severe side effects and some, including former BBC presenter Lisa Shaw, have died. So this was used for driving this pandemic of fear and as it turns out, it was all to get people ready for the shots. They had to make people terrified enough to, to get them to believe this. I just want to know what's really going on. We know they aren't telling us the truth. They want us to just believe, but belief can be manipulated. It's knowledge of the truth that's always dangerous to the lie. This, this feeling of hopelessness we have in terms of everybody's floundering around trying to, what are these uh, greater powers? What, how could something like this be orchestrated around the world like it has? And how could it, how could it be happening? And, it's you know such a feeling of helplessness, and I think 
if, if the entire public would get informed and understand what the truth is, I just, they would have no power. There would be no power left. That's, that's the power that we have. Helping other people get informed, that's something you can do. And you may save lives that way. gentlemen welcome back to way of the truth warrior my name is david whitehead and no we are not talking about conspiracy theories on this show we are talking about the conspiracy reality that yes crime corruption fraud lies deception and all that good stuff does indeed exist and we're going to get into just how much it does exist in this show. So welcome. I hope you enjoyed that little introduction. That's the trailer for chapter nine, which I'm currently in uh, some deep production on working hard on it. Going to be having it coming out in December. Um, and I'm very excited about it. We're going to be going really deep into some of the finishing touches of elements that I wasn't able to cover in previous chapters. So chapter nine is going to be an awesome one. So stay tuned for that. And actually that trailer is really relevant to what we're going to talk about today. I called this the triple demonic panic exposed and we're swapping demic with demonic just to, uh, you know, have a bit of fun. And I've got a lot of data to go through with you, but I hope you're all well. Welcome. Let me just check on everybody. Make sure everything's looking good, sounding good. Got some people jumping in all over. We are live on the foxhole pills, D live Twitch, Rockfin rumble. I think I got them all. And yes, welcome everybody. So good to see you here. So I know there's so many things going on. We've got the FTX thing. We've got election fraud. We've got more on the scandemic. We're going to focus a bit on the scandemic today because they're really revving up the rhetoric once again in Canada, especially, and I'm seeing this happen all over the world, um, where they're revving up the rhetoric about masks. We got to bring back them masks. We need damp bacteria infested rags over everybody's face, over your breathing holes every day, all day for years on end. And us health experts, we believe that that is the 
best path to health. <laughs> Do you believe them? Do you believe anything these people are telling you guys? Well, if there's even an inkling of doubt, stick around. Stick around. And even if you already know everything I'm telling you and you're kind of like, Dave, I already know, just stick around so that I can help you with becoming conversant with the facts so that as you're having these discussions in all areas of your life with all the people around you who are taking in the incredibly toxic media, which is the virus, it is the real virus. We're, this is a virus of the mind at this point, okay? I think it always was. And if you're stuck in fear and fight or flight and you're just absorbing all that media and then you're making decisions about your health based off that information, please stick around. Please help inform people. I love that little bit at the end. That's actually uh, at the end of that trailer that I played. The closing voice in that trailer was Dr. Randy Wysong, who I'm going to be bringing a few elements into this chapter. He just had a he was, when I asked him in the interview that I had done, uh, that I said, well, what do we do? And he had said, well, the best thing, the only thing we can really do is use our voices to get the truth out. Getting the truth out could literally save lives. I mean, I don't think I got to tell you guys that look at the world, look what's going on. Truth saves lives. Who knew? Who knew? Right. But the reason I'm doing this show today is because some of the top stories, let's just dive right in. If you just go to Google and you type in triple-demic, this is what they're calling the triple-demic, we've had so many different buzzwords that they're, they've created for you to scare you and your kids. Triple-demic, hellhound variant. Did you see that one? What are all the other variant names? The entire Greek, went through the Greek alphabet, and then they just started calling them like numbers and letters. Uh, they're just, it's, it, they're just getting desperate. They need you to be afraid because they've also got stocks and stocks of quack scenes on the ice that they paid millions, if not billions of dollars for to the cult of the medics that they need to use under their contract. And even as the data is coming out that we're going to go through with you, that they are failing all over the world and they are causing more harm than any good whatsoever, um, that they are trying to keep this narrative going. I think they also don't want to lose the power that they have. And then, of course, we can take it to the next level where we all know this was never about your health, my friends. This is never about what they were telling you it's about. This is about something way bigger. And so, yeah, they're talking about, look at that, McLean's. I'm a children's hospital doctor. Thanks to RSV, we may be in for a triple-demic or the triple-demic of RSV, COVID, and flu is causing school closures across the globe. Triple-demic fears mounting as, SRV, as RSV flu cases rise. The flu is coming back. This is just the flu making a comeback. What families need to know amid fears of a holiday triple-demic? amid fears, right, that you, the media, are creating and trying to push into people's R-complex of their brain so that they do exactly what they're told because fear is the ultimate tool for creating synthetic compliance, isn't it, right? So I just wanted to bring that up and then just really quickly, and you know how I like to roll, guys. 
I know a lot of you guys are informed as to all this stuff, but I like using their own science against them. I like using their own mainstream publications, their own mainstream media articles against them. And the reason I do that so much is as much as I would like to just jump into the deep end of the pool with everybody, you got to meet people where they're at. So as the media is trying to tell you things and we've got health ministers coming out in Canada and saying that everybody's got to go get jabbed. You got to put masks on your kids. You got to be masked in your home. This is ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Okay. Uh, all their polls are failing. I'm going to show you that every time they tried to do a poll asking people if they wanted mask mandates to return, it was 80 plus percent that said no across every single poll that I saw. They even retracted a poll that they released on CTV news, like literally within 48 hours because it got so demolished by people who are furious that they're even suggesting to bring back mandates with masks after the utter failure that these things have. And then after all the science, the real science and data has come out to show that they don't even move the needle at all. And in fact, we may be dealing with something way bigger and masks are a major role in why we're seeing any kind of uptick in disease. I'm going to get into that, but here we are. We don't have to go that far. When was this? Uh, I think this was 2021 or 2020. This article came out from the Mayo Clinic. And it's just telling you what RSV even is. This is They're bringing this out in the media. Uh, and they're, just to define it, respiratory syncletial virus, I don't know if I'm saying it right, causes infections of the lungs and respiratory tract. It's so common. Listen to this. I'm going to highlight it so you can see it on the screen for those who are watching. It's so common that most children have been infected with the virus by age two. And RSV virus can also infect adults. In adults and older healthy children, RSV symptoms are mild and typically mimic, get this, the common cold. Just get some chicken soup. Get some of those oranges and tangerines in your life. Get some vitamin D, C, and zinc. Get a little bit of collagen. Get something. Do some exercise. Stop living in fear. And you aren't going to be touched by a cold. And if you are, just like my daughter just recovered to a cold, she recovered from a cold within 24 hours. She was a little bit warm at night. Woke up. Boom. Back to normal. That's because we keep her very healthy. And... Uh, we don't trust the cult of the medics. We trust the creator of all things. We trust our natural innate immune system. We trust the real science from world-renowned experts from all different periods of time in history. Um, and so the benefit is that our children never get sick. And when they do, very rarely, I should say, very rarely they get sick. And when they do, they bounce back almost instantaneously. And uh, yet they are like, well, the hospitals are crowded with people kids that have flu why are so many people bringing their kids to the hospital right now why aren't you just treating it the old way it's because everybody's panicked because of the media and this is how this business works okay so i just wanted to show you here's the here we go here's the symptoms of the triple demic guys this horrible earth ending pandemic catastrophe that is still going on three years in Congested or runny nose. Who wants that? A dry cough. Low-grade fever. We can't have low-grade fevers. Make sure you get as much Tylenol in that kid as humanly possible if they even look warm to you, right? We don't want to learn the real fact that fevers are nature's way of destroying bacteria and viruses or whatever they are. Uh, so yeah, low-grade fever. Sore throat. God forbid there's a sore throat running around. Sneezing. Oh my God. 
sneezing, people who sneeze, that's like literally weapons of mass destruction. Every time you sneeze, it's just people drop dead right in front of you. Headaches, headaches. Who wants a headache, guys? We should lock down the entire world. We should put garbage bags over all of the things in, in the stores like we did in 2020 when we were all hysterical. We should really start to uh, lock everything down and start spraying people like bugs like they do in China because God forbid there's some runny noses out there. Okay. All right. So, um, oh, in, in, in severe cases, there's, there's regular fever, there's severe cough. There's a bit of wheezing that could happen, you know, a little bit of difficulty breathing because of how we know what happens with the lungs. Right. So, you know, and, and any kind of, if you're getting this kind of stuff, like we've had RSV, coronaviruses, flu, all of these fancy names that they give to these things, we've had them on the planet for since forever. And they're trying to scare you with this. They want perpetual pandemic new normal. Everything is a pandemic, including the common cold, which is probably what most of this was over the past three years anyways. Although I do know there was something something unique that came out in the beginning, but it fizzled out and the rest was all scientific fraud. Um, so here's just uh, a little a little synopsis, Aletho News. They're just saying MSM sources are now warning of a bunch of pandemics, flu, RSV, and COVID, but is there any reason to be afraid? The quote, triple-demic is upon us, according to the mainstream media. And what is a triple-demic, you ask? Well, apparently it's when we have simultaneous pandemics of flu, COVID, and RSV at the same time, at least according to the LA Times. Right? So they just go through, here's the deception. There's a trick being played here. And as usual, in the age of pandemic, it's a trick of language. The powers that be are exploiting linguistic ambiguity in order to generate fear. I just love that one, that one sentence alone. I'm like, yeah, that's... That's totally what's happening. Well spotted. Across most of the world, they're saying we simply refer to a cold or the flu almost interchangeably to describe the dozen or so respiratory infections we all get throughout our lifetime. And guys, you just have a little chicken soup for the soul. You stay indoors. You get a couple Kleenex boxes. You, you just stay home. You don't go and start coughing all over everybody. You sure as hell don't start suffocating yourself and restricting oxygen supply to the brain during that time. You got to have that glutathione production in the, in the air pathways, right? So don't be putting these cloth rags over your face and definitely don't even think about doing it around your kids. Don't do it to your kids, especially if I am physically present. Don't do it. It's not a good choice. This is just child abuse at this point. It always was. So... They just go through, they go through. It's just an excellent article. I, I'm not going to go through. I got so much to cover with you, but just wanted to bring it up. And again, I'm going to be posting all of the links from today's show over on my Telegram. And my also, I'm also on Truth Social. Follow me, Truth Warrior or DW Truth Warrior on Truth Social. Uh, I'll post all these links for you guys and you can go check them out if you're interested. I'm just trying to bring as much ammo to the fight as possible. And some people have done some really good work. We've got this uh, great substack called A Paradox. <laughs> what a brilliant name. A pair of doctors, but paradox, because the whole thing is a paradox. Get it? Uh, they do a lot of stuff on the masks. They have a, one up there called Masks, Contradictions, and Craziness. 
And I just love how they're like, we all knew it was ridiculous, but we followed the rules anyways. And we get in, they get into the hypocrisy of mass. I mean, remember this? Let me bring this, blow this picture up. This is the picture of the pandemic that really just sums up who we're dealing with here. Stacey Abrams asked to be photographed and then she tweeted it herself. And it is her without a mask sitting a bunch of, a bunch of masked children. It's just, that is the end of the argument. And this was during the peak of the whole thing, the whole scaredemic. How many times have these people been caught not following their own advice? There's that Newsom party. There was Fauci at the ball game. Right? All of these people, they're all, they all contradict each other. I just want to put this little bit in here. They say no masks didn't get rid of the flu because this is what all the COVIDians are going to tell you, right? One of the arguments for ongoing masking is that masks got rid of the flu. Well, this would be a good argument, except it's totally wrong. We had a minimal flu year everywhere, mask mandates or no mask mandates. And we have decades of data saying that mask mandates do not reduce flu-like illness. See the Cochrane collaboration statement later in this article. As well, there was a contradiction here. The same people who were trying to say that it was because we were all wearing masks that we got rid of the flu were also saying that the reason we were having surges of COVID was due to the fact that people weren't wearing masks enough. These two things cannot simultaneously be true. So we just go through a few things here. So they just do a good job um, going through the data. <laughs> Jagmeet Singh, what a loser. Um, yeah, it's just some great memes. So I wanted to draw your attention to this Substack guys because they do a really good job of collecting all the mask data and contradiction. Like, remember, look at this. This brand new baby is like, get that shit off your face. It ain't natural. It ain't natural. Um, and they got a bunch. I want to get to the bottom so you can see the list of all their yeah, like masks. The big picture, masks are not benign. Um, so masking science, aerosols versus droplets, the masks and the marketing of medicine, because we all know the masks were brought in as the symbolic ritual to usher in the age of the new jabs, the mRNA and the new normal. And uh, that's also bringing in the digital ID and all the other lovely things that Klaus Schwab and gang have planned for us. But yeah, good uh, paradox, good little substack for you guys to check out. Now, this is really, really interesting. I was picking up a little bit of this from the high wire earlier today. They did a good little drop on this. And um, I hope, oh, can I see this? Change your offer. Hold on. Oh, is this, let me, if I refresh it, maybe we can see the article quick. I really want to show you this. Here we go. This was, cancel. I don't want to subscribe. Okay. You can see the, you can see the headline at least. Okay. So this was in August, I believe. Let me get the date. Yeah. August of 2022 is when the telegraph was reporting this, that there was a silent crisis of soaring excess deaths gripping Britain and that it was only the tip of the iceberg. And they're saying lockdown rules that scared patients away from hospitals may be taking their toll as more appear to suffer from untreated health problems. So they were just hinting at it in August of this year. 
fast forward to November where we are now and it has happened. Their fear has taken place. Ah, darn it. Come on quickly. Just let me quickly get the headline guys. Jeez. Crisis as excess deaths soar to levels higher than during COVID pandemic. You see that mainstream media and Britain is already getting onto this collateral damage from hospitals, canceling and delaying treatment to focus on coronavirus blame for mortality rate rise. Well, of course that's what they're going to blame it on. That might be one contributing factor, but there is a few elephants in the living room, my dear friends. Okay. So I'm it what's just interesting is that this is all starting to become undeniable that we have a massive rise suddenly all over the world there's there's articles you can get them Europe seems to be reporting more on this than America and Canada and Australia so that's why I'm kind of liking this time right now because if your government and media are keeping you in the dark about one aspect another country isn't as much right so you can we as people who are researching trying to get the truth trying to gather all the facts and then present them to our normie friends who are hopelessly enslaved to the television and the media and the public health officials quote unquote uh we have to go it's it's a good tool to use to go through what are they saying in the uk what are they saying and i got a few there's actually a lot coming out of the uk right now which is good. We'll get to it. But save all these sources. Again, I'm going to link everything after for you because uh, this is gold, guys. It's debunking everything using their own media and science. It's crazy. And then if you want to get into the excess mortality, you can go over to a website called Euromomo. So it's E-U-R-O-M-O-M-O, -O -O, Euromomo. And they've put some, they've been gathering data all over the UK and Europe and um, they have a very, very interesting bit on excess mortality, and this is all up to date. You can go check it out. And it's just giving you a breakdown. Graphs show the weekly excess deaths, which are defined as deviation in mortality from the expected level. So people are combing through past years of data. They're looking and comparing to the data at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, then 2021, and then 2022. And it's up to date right now and if we just take a, a look here i just want to show you um let's see if i can zoom just a tad for you i just want to show you all age groups first okay so excess mortality by all age groups so they show you you've got your baseline that's the gray okay so zero date uh that's when we start in 2020 and you see you know here and then there's a big jump Right. And they're, this is just giving you an idea. You can get the numbers as it goes up. Right. It, it went all the way up to the right. So that's your baseline. Okay. Then the 2021 is your dark blue. So this was how it looked in 2021. And again, this is excess mortality numbers. I, I hate seeing graphs and charts because these are graphs and charts made up of hundreds of thousands of deaths. Okay very shocking to see these this data but just look you see the dark blue it's kind of working actually a little bit lower than the gray from the previous year so we're dropping here and then you know typical curve and actually if you were to look at seasonal curves in excess mortality around flu season they're very similar as well so this isn't just like oh my god we had a pandemic and it's just millions of more people dying because of the pandemic in 2020 it was typical 
it was like a rough flu season. There were other flu seasons. I think it was 2014 in Canada that was far worse than 2020 uh, when it comes to people who died in hospital and were reported to have died of the flu. Um, but other places, it's a little bit different. But anyways, this is co this is the pandemic we're looking at here. Uh, and then, then look at the light blue. So the light blue is 2022. So check this out. So it's in the middle. This is so just remember that when did the when did the quack scenes roll out? When did the shots roll out? 2021, right? And so you see it rising up. It's kind of in the middle and it keeps going. Now look at this deviation here. See the number? The deviation number? It's the highest it's been. Since the last two years, the baseline was the gray, the dark blue was 2021. The light blue is 2022. Look at this. I know it just looks like a little, little space there, but that space is thousands of dead people, more than normal. Excess mortality, right? And they're not listed as dying of COVID for the most part, right? Now, this is, this is where it gets really, really, really real for people is when you do zero to 14 years and you look at these graphs, okay? Remember, we know the baseline is the light gray. So again, same time period. Look, this was COVID. COVID pandemic for kids. Down, look at in the hundreds, in the hundreds, low hundreds. That was the, that was the peak of the most destructive virus to ever hit planet Earth, according to the science, okay? Children, if you compare those numbers to seasonal flu, the seasonal flu has a higher mortality rate with this age group than COVID did, according to all their data and their measurement systems, okay? That was 2020, the gray, the dark blue. We are meeting around the same here, and we dip really, really, really low in 2020 or sorry 2021 dark blue is 2021 and then we come up and we start going up here start going up maxing out around 580 okay so still under a thousand but it still shows an increase in 2021 look at 2022 guys we're right close to the thousand mark here that's a massive jump. And you know how they do these stats and you can, uh, you can start doing comparative stats. And that's what a lot of these great Substack writers are doing. Uh, many of them are doctors, many of them are experts in this, and they're just collect, they're starting to compare a lot of different things. And I think that's key. And then you've got 15 to 44 years. Look at this. See that light blue. We still see it going up in 2022. What's going on? 45 to 64 years, interestingly enough, last year was worse for this age group, but it's still, look at this, we're in the thousands here. Even 65 to 74 years is dropping down. This seems to be something that's starting to affect young people all of a sudden. Notice that? They're kind of leveling out here, typical for the elderly. Didn't we do this whole thing for the elderly? That in Canada, they're now trying to bring in euthanasia for the elderly? It's really weird. So just wanted to show you that. And let me just come back real quick to say this one very important thing. If you're not uh, a data nerd um, and you don't want to, you don't really care about all that, just let's keep it real simple. If we had a pandemic, right? And 
we've been doing, we had, so with all viruses ever known or all these big outbreaks ever known, you have the, the alpha outbreak where it's the most dangerous in the beginning because they, it comes out strong. And then as more people's immune systems start to download the information and start to form responses and start fighting back and creating immunity, which happens rather quickly, um, you would see the harshness of that disease waning slowly over time, maybe even quickly would burn itself out, especially the really, really deadly ones. The more deadly, the faster they burn out most of the time, unless we're talking bioweapons. Um, but if this, if they're trying to tell you that wearing masks, having stickers on the floor, putting fiber clash partitions between you and the cashier, even though they're handing you the debit machine and then you're handing it back to them and then they're handing it to the next person, uh, that when you walk into a restaurant, you should be wearing a mask, but the second you sit down, you're safe. And then vaccinations, which aren't vaccinations, they're something completely different we've never done before. All those things we were told were going to stop this and lower death. The whole point, everything, all the guilt tripping, all the virtue signaling was all about saving at first the elderly. And we agreed to do that for a span of two weeks. We agreed to shut down our economy for two weeks because anything past two weeks, third world countries are going to start having massive upticks in all-cause mortality. Our economy is going to start to dip. When that starts to dip, people can't eat. <laughs> it's a shit show. Uh, just imagine the damage they've done to us just by lockdown, just by having lockdowns past two weeks that look at the damage they did. But they justified it under, well, we've got such a deadly plague of runny noses and a rough flu going around that we got to do all these measures and then restrict your freedoms, you know, the whole, the whole show um, and start experimenting on you while telling you it was an experiment, even though officially they did have to declare an emergency use authorization to do these jabs, which means it was experimental. You should see the whole point I'm building this up is all of those measures. If any of them worked at all, especially these jabs, those numbers that I'm showing you should be going down, not up. When you see the opposite of what they're saying in the actual data, and you can compare this guys, there's people doing this all over the world. Okay. Some of this data was known way earlier and it's why places like Sweden and other places didn't even do any of this stuff or did very reduced responses. It's because you're telling me that you've introduced a new thing into the entire fish tank. So we had the fish tank at a certain pH balance on the planet metaphor that I like to use. Something changed the pH balance of the fish tank, enter in all these protocols, the lockdowns, the masking, the vaccines, or the death jots, death, death jabs. You introduce that, it changes the whole fish tank. Now we're seeing the results of their planet saving protocols where excess mortality, which to me, death is the number one signal that something's wrong or something isn't working, or the thing you're doing is actually making things worse. When you see death going up, not down after all of your health measures, 
I got some questions. What about you? Why, why are the numbers? We're going to bring the kids one back up because that to me seems to be like the most important one. Cause this is what it's all about right now. Everybody's taking their kid to get jabbed. They're telling him, I'm going to go buy you another mask. You got to wear the mask. We're going to mandate masks in schools. Why is there, why are they going up in kids? And only since the introduction of the jabs and the experts are baffled. Scientists are scratching their heads. Doctors can't figure out why really. So the data is clear. There's so much more. I'm, I'm just going to go through bits and bits here, but I wanted to show you the bit on the excess mortality and I'll just say this now, I'm going to get to it a little bit later, but think about it. I don't think only the jabs are responsible. I think the altering of the fish tank of the planet has changed the pH in all humans to such a level. And again, metaphor here that, uh, we're seeing excess death due to the way we tried to just respond to this flu, this, this, whatever this was. When you hyper sanitize everything for three years, meaning you're trying to eliminate all bacteria, all viral particles, all that you're just using bleach everywhere, spraying those things down constantly, wiping everything down with harsh chemicals to try to kill off the bacteria. And then you introduce mandatory masking universal mandatory masking all over the world of healthy people under the presumption of asymptomatic spread, which was debunked and was always debunked, but had to be re-debunked that asymptomatic spread exists. What you did was create disease because you created the environment for disease. And you go, well, wait, wait, was that? that's contradictory, Dave, because if we kill off all the bacteria and the germs and all the things, what do you mean? There's a more, it's creating an environment for disease. Isn't that cleaning everything? Well, humanity has, has seemed to forget thanks to the cult of the medics and the media and the, all these quack politicians that have no idea what they're talking about yet pretend that they have this weird, they have this, the science that nobody gets to see that every, you know, they're hiding from us or something. Just trust us. Right. They're telling you, we're going to have to keep doing more of everything we made you to do to stop the fact that things are getting worse because of what we told you to do. I don't know how to compute that, but the thing is your human immune system needs to play in the dirt. Your human immune system needs to have physical contact with other living beings. Your human immune system needs you to be in a very healthy, positive state of mind. Your human immune system needs to interact with bacteria and viruses and everything, sweat, blood, tears. You need to interact with those things in order for your body to get the roadmap of how to protect you. And if you suddenly try to eliminate that, 
bypass the natural function of what an immune system does in any living organism, but especially with a complex being like a human, and you try to be, you try to replace the natural order of how that's supposed to work with chemicals, mask blocking the breathing pathways, block, blocking the air pathways. That's your, that's your solution to stopping to, to health. That, like we need to build health in people so that they can be equipped to fight anything off, let alone this or anything else. And yet the whole solution is to literally do the opposite of what you need to do. And you did it to children whose immune systems are still forming and they only form not because you spray them down and de-louse them every morning and every night. They form by playing in the mud, by hanging out with other children, by passing all kinds of colds and flus back and forth as you're, when you're a kid so that you become resilient. My children are resilient. Their eyes shine. They're little mini geniuses. They're doing homeschool right now upstairs. My 10-year-old's already doing algebra. And she's learning quantum physics and comparative religion. It's in, like she's 10. Barely sick. When they get sick, it's quick. You know why? Because we trusted nature. Everybody that I know that takes the cult of the medics path with their kids, their kids are buckets of sickness all the time. Coughing, sneezing, colds in and out. The immune system hasn't been given a chance to fly yet. It hasn't been given the appropriate counterbalance, which is all systems need pressure to grow and evolve. Like it's very, very simple. Your body works like this. When you, do you go to the gym? I love seeing these people that wear masks while in the gym. Those are the special ones because I'm sitting there going, here you are coming to the gym, probably with two goals in mind. One, to stay healthy. Everybody kind of knows you need to exercise in order to stay healthy. If you don't exercise, your body does things that create an environment for disease to grow and joint problems and mental health problems and all kinds of humans are built to work. Our bodies are built to work, but you also go to the gym to get stronger, to grow your lung capacity, to increase your cardio and burn fat and look good and all of that. And hopefully more people go to the gym for health reasons than they do aesthetic reasons for posting shit on Instagram. Hopefully it's the, the original goal is your health and think about it. When you go to the gym, what are you doing? You are tearing and breaking down muscles so that you can do what? So that what? Because we know the body does this amazing thing that when you beat it down a little bit, when you give it some adversity, it responds by growing stronger. So if that's the same with your physical athleticism, and your how much you can bench press and how long you can run and how many backflips you can do or whatever. How is it different with your consciousness, with your psychology? How is it different with your functioning immune system when it comes to your health? And how the hell, who the hell do you think you are as a parent or as somebody listening to the church of Anthony Fauci to contradict 
millions of years of nature's plan for life to evolve and grow and thrive. And to say, no, 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 the cosmos, the entire universe that like here we are as these little scientists that can't even reconstruct a human eyeball because it's way too complex. We still don't understand it. We can do these like fake ones with little cameras, but it's nothing compared to what nature gave you or your creator gave you. However you think we got here. There's galaxies and neutron stars and the sun and moon are perfect angles to support life on the planet. And, and like, there's this whole Swiss watch of nature happening. And the further we dive in on the microscope to the atomic level, the subatomic, the quantum level, we're just seeing nothing but more complexity. And you think, you know, better science, you think you do. You like to pretend you do. You like to talk down to people that believe and trust in the thing that brings the tides, the thing that brings the sun, the thing that brings, that creates galaxies and creates cells and creates life. And you think you know better than that? And what you're doing, we're seeing the data of exactly what's happening when you think like that. Nature is kicking our ass. Because that's how it works. And nature wins. So you have to either get back in alignment with nature or you will go extinct. Do we have to resurrect all the extinct animal species to come back and tell you that lesson? Or can we just accept that as reality and move on? Sorry, I'm very passionate about this because they're trying to push right now in Ontario, Canada. And if they get it in Ontario, it's going to happen all over the rest of this country. They are trying to bring back mask mandates, guys, for children. They're telling you to mask your children indoors. The head quack in Ontario, I can't remember his name and I don't want to, came out and said, you should mask your children while they're at home. He just said that today. And there's, and Trudeau, he's not, where is he? He's traveling the world. He's doing a world tour with a bunch of, with the whole cult. They're all showing up in costume, getting together, hanging out. What is he doing? He's, he's been coming here for Veterans Day. And God bless the veterans. Thank you so much. We love you. We support you. We're with you. Thank you for your sacrifice. And I am sorry with what happened to you guys in Ottawa. I am sorry for the fact that your government is an embarrassment and has no respect I'm sorry about that, but it ain't me that needs to apologize. I should have had my poppy on today. Apologies for that. That's what I can apologize for. But anyways, that's another rant. This guy has the nerve to start telling you, as all this data is coming out, all over the place, peer-reviewed journal, The Lancet comes out, all these journals come out telling you myocarditis is a major problem with these vaccines. You got Pfizer executives admitting they never tested it for transmit to stop transmission. Even though you could go back and listen to a Dr. McCullough or any of these guys that would have told you this right from day one, that it wasn't going to do that. But anyways, we got the data now and Trudeau still has the nerve to go out and say the best way for us to survive the triple demic is for you to go get vaccinated. These people are clowns and they're puppets and they're wrong, folks. They're wrong. And fine, if you don't believe me, don't even believe what I'm saying. 
Go look at the sources. Go look at the data. Look around you. It's in your living room at this point. It's in your neighborhoods. How many ambulances are driving by your house every day now? How many more people we got to see dropping dead? We just lost Anthony Rumble Johnson, one of the greatest UFC fighters ever. I used to love following that guy's career. He was apparently one of the nicest guys ever. Incredible, phenomenal athlete. We don't know everything behind it. I'm not going to make any claims, but it's really weird that all of a sudden, top of the food chain athletes in their prime are just dropping dead. Children are having heart attacks to a point where the media has to create commercials to try to normalize that shit. I never in my whole life knew a kid that had a heart attack. I grew up, I knew one kid that had cancer. One kid. Now, my girls, they don't even go to school anymore. They have friend circles, obviously, but we live in a small town. And they're, in our small town, there's friends of their friends that have cancer. Like, it's that, it's that prevalent. What changed in the fish tank? So, with all this stuff about make sure you wear the masks, and I've got more on this. And you can actually go back. I've done many shows on this. I did a good one called uh, Masquerade. Go check out that show. Went into a lot of data there, but we're going to do more here. Um, I'm going to just play this quick clip from the Liz Wheeler show. She did a really good clip with a, a gentleman who really just breaks it down in a few minutes. Uh, so I just wanted to show you this argument, show you this clip. Let's go ahead and check this out together here. Uh, we'll just wait for the ad to skip here. And so the Florida trying to understand. Uh, so, so let's talk about some of these things, these responses from the government that we're now told were, you know, why it wasn't a 3.6% case fatality rate or infection fatality rate. Um, let's start with masks. Do masks work? No, mask mandates and masks themselves for uh, reducing a, a flow of a respiratory aerosolized pathogen do, do not work at all. We actually knew this well before the pandemic. Uh, there was a headline in uh, Santa Barbara News, and it was uh, uh, masks are the chief ally of the disease. Uh, they become a virtual incubator uh, for bacteria, right? And that was written in 1918 after that pandemic and we tried the masks mandates there that you know we, we've known for quite a while even through then but leading up to the pandemic there were probably a dozen or so studies that looked at this very thoroughly trying to do what we call the you know the the golden standard of of these sort of trials the rct random control trials where you have you know one group that is doing one thing and another group that's going to do something else they tried it on a hospital setting where they had uh, staff in one hospital and one wing wear uh, masks, and they had another staff uh, elsewhere uh, remove their masks and not do anything throughout the day. And they were testing to see what was the spread of influenza at the time. It turns out there was no difference whatsoever. In a you know surgical setting, we know surgical masks work because you're keeping a sterile environment and there's an open cavity in front of you. But we all know now that... Uh, the masks really do not work at all. And in fact, they may have exacerbated the problem. As you know, Liz, uh, this was the summer of 2020. We had a, a group of concerned moms in Florida trying to understand, uh, I'm seeing some gross stuff on my kid's mask that he wears every day, even when he pulls out a new one, what's going on? They set the masks into a lab in Florida 
and we were published uh, the, the results there, they saw streptococcus, they saw pneumonia, they saw Lyme disease, they found all sorts of nastiness. They didn't find COVID. Uh, they did found, find cow herpes on these masks, though. So uh, it's not just that they didn't work. They could very, very well be harmful uh, to the wearers. Think about that, guys. Think about that. And that is where it is. I think masks exacerbate. I agree with him. Masks exacerbated everything. All those virtue signalers that are like, you should just wear your mask. Isn't it it's so hard to just wear a mask to save somebody's life? You are the spreader of disease. You are. Period. Ugh. All right. Uh, yeah, get rid of this. Now, let's just quickly pivot to the way science used to view the immune system. And there's already some issues that probably should need correcting, but we had a basic understanding of this at one point in time. This is from 2013. Remember back in 2013? The world wasn't perfect, but it was less crazy. And you could talk about this kind of stuff. Just about Here's just the basic science explanation of the immune system. Early bacteria exposure important for building immunity study says important for building immunity did you say now check this out this is how they kick off this article moms don't worry too much about getting those surfaces sanitary new research suggests early exposure to bacteria is critically important to children let me read that again New research, it's not new, okay, Just they're just reporting on it, this has been known for ages, suggests that early exposure, meaning your child at a very early age, needs to be exposed to bacteria, and it is critically important to children to keep autoimmune diseases at bay throughout life. It's the fundamental building blocks of the immune system that starts with the breast milk. When you breastfeed your child, that is the starting of the creating of a healthy immune system. And then you continue that by giving them slow exposures to bacteria and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> this is how science used to look at it. So they're basically taking down the hygiene hypothesis. I mean, you do have to have good hygiene, but I mean, come on. These people are basically spraying themselves. They're, you're rubbing chemicals all over your body with this hand sanitizer stuff. It's, I don't even know where to begin. I shouldn't have to explain this. But anyway, just wanted to show you some of the, this was where the mainstream science used to live on this point in, in good old 2013. But the science is fluid, guys. It's gender fluid. So it changes based on whoever pays the bills, right? Here's just a little study on the innate and adaptive immune systems from the National Library of Medicine, the NIH. Okay, just basic study here. This was uh, July 30th, 2020, so a little bit more recent. And they're just giving you, you know, I know this is the basic uh, virus germ theory way of looking at it, but it's not that far off in the big picture. We can debate the nuances and all that. But just to get you, this is again, this is for your normie friends. This is the kind of stuff that helps build a bridge to deeper discussions and debates about the mechanisms of disease and immunity and all of that. Okay. So spare me in the comments, please. We all understand this is for your normie friends. All right. So the immune system fights germs and foreign substances on the skin, in the tissues, in the body and in bodily fluids, such as the blood. The immune system is made up of two basic parts, the innate immune system 
and the general immune system. Oh, sorry, the innate general immune system and the adaptive specialized immune system. These two systems work closely together and take on different tasks. Just giving you a basic thing here. Note that your air pathways are a major part of this. You need to have those unblocked immediately. The innate immune system is the body's first line of defense against germs entering the body or helping you just, you know, shed any kind of bacteria or dirt or whatever's in your body already, depending on how you look at it. Works the same way. It responds in the same way to all germs and form substances, which is why it is sometimes referred to as the nonspecific immune system. It acts very quickly. For instance, it makes sure that bacteria that have entered the skin through a small wound are detected and destroyed on the spot within a few hours. The innate immune system has only limited power to stop germs from spreading, though. The innate immune system consists of protection offered by the skin and mucous membranes. Protection offered by the immune system cells or defense cells and proteins. I'm going to keep going through here. Uh, the process of what happens during inflammation. Neutralizing all of these things, the role of proteins. Then we get to the natural killer cells or the NK cells. So the natural killer cells are the third major part of the innate immune system. They specialize in identifying cells that are infected by a virus or that have become tumorous. To do this, they search for cells that have changes in their surface and then destroy the cell surface using cell toxins. And then you got your adaptive immune systems, which fight the germs directly or whatever it is. I know a lot of people get cringy at these words, but again, mainstream science, just to give you, you can keep going through, you got the antibodies, here's all the sources, here's all the research, and they're just trying to describe how it works. And when you go through this article, you will find that they talk about how the adaptive immune system, the word adaptive is that it's adapting to any of these foreign toxins or bioweapons that might be flying around. And if it gets that blueprint downloaded, it will understand how to deal with it in the future. And that's why if you got a certain type of cold or flu or sickness one year, yeah, you might get a different kind the next year. And if you got the same one, the same type, it will be far less in terms of symptoms because your body has learned since last time. So if you stop exposing yourself and your children to the world, your immune system will start to atrophy. On top of that, if you then start injecting things in the body that actually try to overtake the natural immune system by creating a synthetic immune system, which is what all the signs are showing these new shots are doing, you now impair the natural immune system and you might impair it permanently, meaning you create customers for life. And of course you help, I guess, thin out the herd. I don't know whatever they're doing. So just, you know, they, they, this was old studies or actually fairly new ones that were giving you, you know, at least a decent general understanding of how they used to see the immune system. But all that has changed since the, since the pandemic, hasn't it? Now, this one is much better. This is uh, from a Substack called The Cosmic Toolbox. And I love the title of this one, guys. And you think you're going to love this one a lot more than the NIH one. This is called The Psychology of the Immune System. What a lovely title that is. The immune system is the psychic body of human physiology. So she's hinting there at something that I've been talking about a lot. We've been talking about a lot on the Unslaved podcast. And it's the idea of somatic intelligence. This was coined by Wilhelm Reich and, and, uh, and others have had similar ideas of it where essentially um, the body 
is it has its own intelligence. In fact, uh, Wilhelm Reich viewed the body as the ego. <laughs> he didn't look at it as all in your head the way Freud did. He looked at it as the body itself was the ego because it's the surface, right? So he there's a connection between your body and your psychology. Surprise, surprise. But it actually plays a big role when it comes to how your immune system really works and how important it is to expose yourself to the world. Um, so let's just go through a bit of this. From the moment we are born, we begin a process of learning who am I and who am I not? As we are instantly exposed to billions of bacteria, viruses, and fungi when we begin our iridescence into the birth canal. As we, oh, when we begin our descent, I guess that's a typo, threw me off there. So when we, when we begin our descent into the birth canal, we're already, you know, we're, we're learning this process. As we emerge into the world, we are exposed to trillions of microdoses of information in the form of microbes and viruses. The immune system immediately begins to discern what belongs to it and what doesn't. It essentially wants to know, who am I? A deep philosophical and psychological question, right? Thus, the immune system is operating on an innate intelligence that requires learning and education. So I just love they point this out right out of the gate that just as your mind needs to learn and educate in order to be more competent at life skills or whatever you're trying to master, it's the same with your immune system. And why would it be any different? Why would it be any different, right? The immune system is one of many templates or programs that interfaces between ourselves and our environment. To develop a robust program with exceptional intelligence and total autonomy, the immune system must interact with non-self entities. How can it know who it is if it isn't exposed to who it isn't? <laughs> so this is, again, I love how they're bringing that sort of philosophical angle into this discussion. Um, because it's way more practical than you think. It's like a practical philosophy of just how things work. As a, as a being, as a thinking being, you're asking, who am I? Why am I here? How did I get here? What happens after I die? What are the big questions of life? There's sort of these philosophical questions that we have. That is actually a byproduct of what your physical body is doing. Your physical body, which is the ego, is trying to do the same thing. And the way that it does that is by finding out what is and what is not. Just as sometimes in order to teach somebody something, and I've noticed this as a coach and as a parent, you can't teach people directly you often have to show people what something is not. You can't just tell people what things are because it just doesn't sink in. What sinks in is when you show somebody what something is not. In Greek philosophy, this process is called the, uh, what do they call it? I have another word in my head at the moment. Uh, apophatic, apophatic learning, where you're negating the false to be left with the true. So if you're, if you're, if your philosophical mind is seeking that on those big metaphysical questions, and then your logical left brain is also operating like that in order to learn things and master things. So it's eliminating the untrue to find the truth so that you can survive, right? Of course, your physical body needs to do the same thing. So it needs to interact with what it's not, which would be all those bacteria and viruses and all the things outside, the external things, it needs to interact with those external things to know what it is versus what that is. And when it does that, it downloads, downloads those, that information and knows to not start attacking the actual healthy parts of the body, 
but to instead only attack foreign entities or things that need cell debris or however you want to look at it. It, it needs to know that. If you rob it from the experience of the negative, if you rob the body of the experience of interacting with what it is not, which is what they've done with these, with this cult of the medics has done, it's their entire basis of everything they believe, um, then you are actually destroying the body's ability to know the difference. And why do you think we have so many immunocompromised people in the world anyways? It's because when you have a compromised immune system, something happened where now the body doesn't know the difference to the same degree as a healthy person's body would. And as you're hearing these big experts coming out, they're a little more mainstreamy, but they're still coming out against all this stuff. People like Gert Vandenbosch and some of these other guys are like, he's talking about something called immune escape. Well, he's not that far off because uh, what you could bring in is this whole fact that they're trying to what they haven't just introduced you naturally to some of these things. They've injected it into you. So you're not even getting the disease in the natural way that the body gets any disease. You don't walk around in nature and suddenly a vaccine plant comes out and hits you and then your body has to now learn how to fight it. it, it you get it naturally. You get it through your air passageways or through your skin or your blood, whatever, right? So I'm just breaking this down because this is where the missing piece is and this is how they're creating disease in the world, guys. At the top, top levels, I believe they know everything I'm saying. But for the, for the people on the lower end of the compartmentalized medical hierarchy, the average doctors, the guys that write the journal, they, they barely look up from their desk for five minutes to go look outside of the box. They're just following a blue. They just believe they it's like a religious dogma. They just go with it. They don't question it. But this is the knowledge we've known for millennia. So how often, or so how does it acquire information to properly individuate through exposure to both self and non-self entities like bacteria, viruses, and fungi? Like a muscle in your body, hey, they're going to make the same analogy as me. Like a muscle in the body, the immune system must be challenged to build awareness of self and begin self-differentiating. Just like a muscle in our body, our immune systems must be challenged to build strength and to learn. The immune system is a learning system. Think about the immune system is a learning system. That's another t-shirt. <laughs> the immune system is a learning system. If you rob it of its ability to learn anything by hypersanitizing the world and covering your breathing holes with a cloth, dirty rag, and then injecting foreign chemicals and toxins and God knows what into your body, into your bloodstream, you are going to destroy the natural process. And cancer will be the result or some kind of other autoimmune dysfunction, which is what they call AIDS. But I'm just explaining to you what, what AIDS is. AIDS is the result of the body no longer being a system of learning anymore. It's been cut off. So it doesn't know how to decode. doesn't know how to fight back. So it starts fighting its own body. It's like the way that your body starts to feed the tapeworm because it thinks the tapeworm is the body but it's not, it's slowly killing you. It's like that. The body can be tricked. And I think that's what these apothecaries and these cults did. They figured out the best ways to trick the body so they can manufacture disease for multiple purposes, which I lay out in Cult of the Medics. 
The immune system is a learning system and it learns by being exposed to non-self entities, getting sick and then learning how to get better when it gets sick. If it doesn't get sick, it doesn't learn how to get better, nor does it learn who it is or who it isn't. It's just like you, like you, the soul, you, the consciousness, you, it's the same. This is in line with metaphysical laws. There you go. This is in line with metaphysical laws that we see throughout every dynamic in nature that diseases, illnesses, and discomforts are natural phenomena and invitations to learn, grow, and fulfill the highest potential of the natural self to become autonomous, whole, and sovereign. I just love that passage. Whoever wrote this, Pulitzer Prize. What happens when we don't allow our immune system to be challenged or educated through exposure to pathogens and illnesses? What happens when we sterilize the world around us, hide from germs or attempt to suppress disease through medical interventions like vaccines and chemical drugs? The short answer, sicker people with more chronic disease. It is now well known that children who get more acute diseases like colds and flus are li less likely to develop chronic illnesses later in life. There are many benefits to a lot of the childhood diseases, guys. Did you know that some of these childhood diseases like getting natural measles, natural chicken pox, actually prevent later stage cancers in life? Did you know that? So when you're out there saying, we got to vaccinate our kids to save them from the measles so they don't have to take a couple weeks off of school. Okay, well, you're swapping out a rough couple weeks for possible cancer at an earlier stage of life, just so you know. Nature knows best. Not, not Anthony Fauci. Sorry, sorry to disappoint you. So it's the medical, it's, this is basically about the metaphysical law of suppression and they write a bunch of other articles about it. The immune system needs to get sick to learn how to get better. So lucky for us, homophylaxis is an energetic system of medicine that offers safe immune system education of infectious diseases. This will also be further discussed. So they got more going on, but just a brilliant job. Go check out this, uh, Substack. Oh, I think it's actually sukuunholistics.substack.com. But yeah, I'll put the links for you guys. Phenomenal article. Well done. I love that they made the connection there to consciousness and the metaphysics and philosophy. That was just brilliant. Well done. So yeah, before I go to my Twitter feed, because I got a bunch more to go through with you guys to flesh all this out, I would like to read a little bit from this wonderful book called vaccination 100 years of orthodox research that shows that vaccines represent a medical assault on the human immune system now books like this come out by phds and medical experts and medical journalists and in their time they get ridiculed and censored and even though that all this book is is literally a hundred it's all orthodox studies showing that all the vaccines, the, the practice of it alone, this has been one of the critiques from day one, that we have some big questions here. This book is for all the people that are like, well, I was totally cool with all the other vaccines, but this one is the one I have a problem with. Look, the whole thing, there needs to be a scientific moratorium on all of pharma, all of it, all the entire thing. And what is their holy grail? It was the vaccines. All right. 
So let me just go through a little bit with you and I'll let you make up your mind, but they make some very interesting points that are very relevant to what this discussion is right now. So she's saying here, first of all, she quotes Dr. Robert Mendelson from his wonderful book, Confessions of a Medical Heretic, which I feature in uh, Cult of the Medics, where he says, I do not believe in modern medicine. I am a medical heretic. I haven't always been a medical heretic. I once believed in modern medicine. I once believed in modern medicine. That's from Dr. Robert Mendelson. But she's saying, I am not denying that modern medicine has done some marvelous things. Acute emergencies and trauma management are unparalleled, but that is where its usefulness ends. Modern medicine is trying to control nature. This is totally wrong. We should be working with nature. Is that, is that quackery? Is that insane? Is that unscientific to say? I think that's just a, a natural observation. That if you look, and I, I just this pandemic has been a little capsule that you can look at and then start to zoom out of just what's going on with this pandemic and go, we got to question all of it. We have to start questioning the foundations of everything they've been telling us for decades because we've got more chronic disease in the world, more cancers, more people with compromised immune systems more children where their body is just not able to keep up with all the boatloads of toxins and heavy metals and God knows what's going around and all these viruses that are probably all made in labs or as a result of us messing with nature. And what does nature do? It knows how to rinse out that which is not nature. And that's what's happening. Medicine today is controlled partly by government bureaucracy but mostly by the influence of the pharmaceutical multinational corporations. No wonder that any move away from the status quo is being resisted. So just want to skip ahead here. This is another little bit. It's just such a great book. You definitely need to get it. I see the better light one second here. All right. So she's saying, if you raise the subject of immunization with any medical doctor, they would probably tell you that vaccination is the most effective intervention of modern medicine, which prevented more suffering and saved more lives than any other medical procedure. They would also tell you that the demise of epidemic diseases like smallpox or polio is one of the success stories of mass vaccination programs. However, this claim is totally unsubstantiated. The documented truth is that the incidence of and mort of mortality from any infectious diseases, which used, used to decimate populations of Europe only some hundred years ago, declined by up to 90% before any vaccine has ever been used in mass proportions. Also, diseases like bubonic plague or scarlet fever disappeared without any vaccination programs at all. The mortality from the dreaded diphtheria declined decades before the I can't even pronounce that word what is, was even discovered and isolated. I guess that's whatever it was that was linked to that. Immunization against diphtheria was introduced in 1932 to 35 and on a mass scale in 1940, by which time the annual death rate was negligible, which means less than 300 deaths per million. It is amply documented in medical literature that this mass vaccination was followed by unprecedented diphtheria epidemics in fully vaccinated subjects. Is this sounding familiar at all? Who's in the hospitals right now? Who's in the hospitals right now? I guess I'm just trying to bring this up to say, we got to question it all the way back. 
this scientific chicanery didn't just start with 2020, my friends. All right. The 1940s saw also the introduction, introduction of mass vaccination against tetanus and whooping cough, which in many countries, including Australia, led to outbreaks of the so-called propagation of poliomyelitis. In 1950, Dr. Mikulski published evidence that there indeed was an association between administration of pertussis and or pertussis diphtheria toxoid and propagation of poliomyelitis within one to 90 days after the injections. The majority of paralysis occurred in the inoculated limb. Leak in England reported cases of poliomyelitis closely, this is polio, closely following pertussis vaccination administered within days before the onset of the symptoms. This is the same as the famous polio epidemic of 1949 to 50, which is used to push patients into vaccinating their children, especially against polio. The propagation of poliomyelitis is a well-known phenomena which may follow administration of any vaccine, but especially DPT and polio. It is officially admitted that all cases of polio in the U.S. since the introduction of the vaccine are caused by the vaccine. The same has been seen in Australia and other countries like England. So the occurrence of the same phenomena all around the world would be asking too much of a coincidence. The truth about polio and smallpox vaccines is that they are heavily contaminated with animal viruses being produced on monkey kidneys and calves respectively. This gave us AIDS, which started in the central eastern Africa and in those states where the World Health Organization conducted eradication campaigns against smallpox and polio. The batches of vaccines used here and there or used here were heavily contaminated with both simian virus 40 and SIV or simian immunodeficiency virus and bovine retrovirus, which are another AIDS, which is another AIDS related virus. So I'm not going to, I, I want to keep reading the whole book to you, um, but it, there are also many, many other great sources to start having that discussion that we, when you track which diseases came first, and then you start to look at what did they do for disease one? And is it any coincidence that after they did these mass vaccination programs, then disease two came in and then here we are, right? And so I think that they have been manufacturing disease and some of it has been unwitting. Some of it has been unintentional. Some of it has been, you know, probably well-meaning people who were indoctrinated by a certain way of seeing things that tried to do something. It caused a problem and either they didn't see it or there was corruption later on. But there was also the bigger picture of the fact that this became the most profitable industry on the planet. The pharmaceutical industry is the most powerful force in the world. Biggest lobby groups, all the spending, the back and forth between government positions and pharma positions, the, it's just on and on and on. And these are the people that we are still trusting, and it is that trust that is leading us to excess mortality that wasn't present prior to the rollout of these jabs guys. And I'm just calling you to go and look at all of them, look at them all. And when you get into the data, not rhetoric, not what some doctor says, get into the actual data, learn how to read that data. You can get it from actual medical experts as well. I've got other great books, uh, dissolving delusions, or sorry, dissolving illusions 
is a, a fantastic book. I'll be bringing more of that too, to, to show you that it was, um, a lot of these diseases went away when we stopped having our houses backed onto raw sewage and living in cities that had horses and animals running through there with feces everywhere. And they didn't have proper ventilation and they didn't know about proper nutrition during those times. And they were packing these cities with people to the roof. And it was just, they created a breeding ground for disease. When those mitigation, they got better water irrigation, better sanitization, better plumbing, flushable toilets, you know, that don't go into your backyard while your kids are playing. We started to see massive declines in all these diseases. And then pharma rolls up and goes, look, we did that. No, you didn't. Nature did that. Nature did that. That's my opinion. At the very least, you don't have to agree with me there. Would you agree with me, however, after what we just went through, that we should probably start asking a lot of questions about the entire industry and the people we've trusted because they got it wrong. Even if you're going to tell me there's no conspiracy, Dave, they don't want to depopulate. There's no World Economic Forum. It doesn't exist. Club of Rome doesn't exist. None of that stuff exists. Even if you're going to sit there, even if it was a mistake, what is a mistake? A mistake is acting on information that's wrong and then reaping the result of acting on information that's wrong. So they're wrong. What's worse? They're wrong or that they're intentionally wrong? Like, I think it's worse that they're intentionally wrong, but even if they were just wrong, it still makes them wrong and it still makes all the things that they did and told people to do, it's still going to equate to more people dying by listening to these people in the end. So let's get into it. Let's have these debates. They have absolutely destroyed the lives of all the medical heretics that have ever come out since the early 1900s. Anybody that came out against this mafia, this Rockefeller syndicate, uh, was destroyed in many different ways. So you've only heard, what do they say about who writes the history? It's the victors. You've only heard their history. They already did a great job suppressing people that came from within their own cult to come and warn you and write books and do interviews and try to educate people and try to tell them what's going on behind the scenes. So when you're like, why isn't there more doctors? Look at the world. Everybody is controlled by the information that they get. If you are raised and bred with that worldview, then you are going to act accordingly. It doesn't mean it's true. And you're going to say, well, David, it doesn't mean your thing is true. Fine, say it. But you are the only one that can decide for yourself after you've seen all the arguments as to what the truth is or not. Because in the end, it's you that has to make the decision if you are going to put a gag over your child's face or if you are going to go and get them injected with what the hell is this thing? Even though there's data coming out of our ears showing about excess mortality that didn't exist. And there's data coming out of our ears showing us that all of these measures only made things worse. And there's a lot of data to show that they knowingly lied to you. They knew it. If I know it, they know it. If doctors, world-renowned doctors know it, they knew it. And they still did it or they chose to ignore those people and look at the result. So yes, 
we have to do some real serious soul searching on this. And don't forget, they're playing with your survival mechanism. So any, any knee-jerk reaction you get from people when you talk about this stuff is because this is a very personal subject because it has to do with their health. And people need to feel secure in the world. They need to feel secure that something's going to save them from all the scary things out there. And they put their faith in the cult of the medics. And you're telling them, guys, it's a cult. And they're lying. And they're actually working against your health. They want you sick because that's how they make money. It's very simple. And on a bigger level, they need to be able to control the population. They need to be able to control people. Otherwise, they're, not, they're out of business. So we got to get around this. We got to get people up to speed on this. So let me swing into my Twitter. I got a few things to run through with you that will be very close to what we're talking about today. I started noticing, and I don't know if these are all paid shills or if this is just suddenly my feed started getting populated with these people. I don't know what it is. But yesterday, as soon as the rhetoric was going up over the past week about how we got to return to masking, all these accounts, all these big accounts start talking about start uh, gaslighting people who know that the masks are a, a total failure. And I'm like, what's up with that? So I started taking a few of them on. You got this guy for all the masks don't work folk. Do you cover your mouths when you cough or is there a hidden political agenda behind that too? <laughs> Get your snarky ass out of here, man. Of course, immediately after coughing, what do we do? I go, <clears throat> and then I do what? I go back to breathing like a normal human being. We stop covering our mouths. A damp bacteria infested muzzle over your breathing holes all day, every day for years on end doesn't even work and is in no way the same thing at all. So I just, I got to tear these arguments up because I know these, the reason I do this guys is A, it's fun and B, um, I know these are the types of little quips you're getting from friends and family that are still indoctrinated. So I try to come on here and, and go on my Twitter and show you, these are the arguments to take these people down. Never let them have the last say here. Okay. Especially the Toronto star who the hell is like, come on, they still exist. How are they not all in jail for what they've done? They're like mandatory masking. Oh, look at this. Mandatory masking is not coming back at this point, but Ontario's chief medical officer will appeal Monday for people to mask voluntarily with flu cases surging and pediatric intensive care units under severe strain. Why are pediatric intensive care units under severe strain? Does it have anything to do with that uptick in excess mortality in ages 0 to 14 that we just looked at? That just so happens to coincide with the rollout of the shots that you told people, Toronto Star, that you have to take, and you even, you've been the number one gaslighter in Canada. And that's saying a lot because the rest of the media is also just horrific. And you're, you're taking the gold for lying and gaslighting. So I just went, if he's going to make an appeal, will he sit with the other experts who know the real data and science behind universal masking of healthy people and actually debate? No. Because this isn't science. This is political ideology. Yeah, I'm going to do more on FTX on Wednesday, I think. that's a, I think that, that whole FTX scandal, I'll just say this real quick, that could bring down the house of cards with what we're seeing. That's like money laundering to... That's going to make Enron look like a little blip when that all comes out, I think. 
it's got to do with Ukraine and laundering money and sending it back to the Democrats and the, the guy's mother, the guy that runs FTX, his mother is like one of the top campaigners for getting donations to the Democrats. Unreal what's coming out. Okay. But we'll save that. This is a very sad story. Santino Godoy Blanco passed away. He's a four-year-old boy who had been the face of a national vaccination campaign. The unfortunate event shocked the town of San Miguel where the little guy lived. It's just so sad, guys, that these kids are used. Their parents allow it. They cheer for it. And then this disaster happens. It's just so sad. But it's sadly karmic. And it's the parents' fault, 100% as well as the rest of the society that's uh, pushing this nonsense. I just like this. They have fabricated the, because we've got this Tylenol shortage going on right now in Canada. Everybody's freaking out, which is why everybody's going to the hospitals. Okay. You want to know why your wards are starting to fill up? You manufacture a crisis. Now I'm not a Tylenol fan for kids, only in extreme scenarios here. I think fever is the way to go as long as it's not getting out of hand, but um, you got to remember, average person, they're raised, you got to get Tylenol. And so what do people do? Oh my God, there's a shortage. Oh my God, my kid has a little fever and a sniffle. I'm going to take them to emergency. They'll have some Tylenol. And so what does it do? It overloads the emergency wards. And then the media gets to go, look guys, it's the triple pandemic now. But they say they have fabricated the Tylenol shortage to strain the hospitals and justify COVID restrictions and masking. You can't prove me wrong. <laughs> well done, Dr. Unexpected Dutch Farm Boy. What a great name, too. Yep. Yeah, I was just saying something smart here. Everyone knows the only people who need to be wearing masks are those who stand in restaurants. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that like as a good a good comedy skit would be like, you know, the film Dances with Wolves. Be like standing in restaurants. You can make a little skit about that. Anyways, this is just a cute little lion, little baby lion. Who's a cutie? Um, she's saying, I'm a pharmacist, and my colleague is bringing home a suitcase of children's Tylenol tomorrow from Florida so we can help at least some people. This is disastrous. The antibiotic shortage is even more dire. Never in my 35-year career have I seen anything remotely close. That's alarming, too, with the antibiotic shortage, because if things get bad, you're going to want some antibiotics. Um, and again, we're talking general public health here. Um, so this is just, to me, another indictment of this absolutely destructive shit show known as the Liberal Party of Canada that is currently in power. Okay? That's your fault. And I can't help but think it's by design. But here we go, guys. I uh, just want to play this real quick for you. This is an MEP in the European Parliament who started to expose openly a lot of the lies of COVID. So I just like seeing that we're getting bigger and bigger platforms uh, of people talking about this. It seems to be really getting more out there in Europe for, for some reason right now. But let's just have a listen to this. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Jaron. Dear colleagues, when it comes to COVID crisis, we know now that we have been lied to since the beginning. The Commission, governments, and pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer 
presented and promoted their products, the vaccines mostly, as something they are not. Just last week, uh, this was confirmed both by uh, Pfizer and then by the European Commission in COVID committee of the European Parliament. They presented and promoted vaccines as a product that reduces or even stops spreading of the disease. And they knew that they have no evidence to support that since the products were never tested for that. Such a product is not yet there as Commission stated last week. It's not, it's not there. But they did pay 70 billion euros for that nonetheless. And they did use this lie to make and introduce digital green certificate and to force their product on as much people as possible. They also used this to take our rights away from our human rights to work, to move, to patients' rights. Citizens of Europe have the right to choose their own therapy and they have the right to informed consent. They should not be denied any medical information. At the same time, they did everything they could to suppress and cancel cheap and safe solutions such as early treatments that showed great results when scientists and doctors treated their patients. There was simply no money in this, so it had to be suppressed. Family doctors were not able to do their job. The people in the field on the front line with results in treating were ignored in favor of ideology and marketing in ministries of health all around Europe and the world. And finally, they decided to prosecute these doctors as well. just amazing he went there like he didn't just talk about some of the stuff with the vax he's getting into the suppression of scientists the just the toll that this has taken and how it's literally all based on a lie it's just incredible to see this getting into the european parliament um and i'm going to come back real quick i have another quick little clip from the uk to show you it's just a few seconds but here is what one of the ministers of the uk had to say i think this was just a day or so ago deaths we're suffering at the moment in this country across Europe and in the Americas what analysis is the government making of these excess deaths but even a even a casual glance at the data shows that there's a very strong correlation between vaccine uptake and the level of excess deaths being found in that in that country surely we must have an investigation these are tens of thousands of people who are dying more than we're expected it's really, really important. And I think if we don't get this right, no one's going to believe we're going to lose trust in politicians and we're going to lose trust in our, in our medicine and our medical system. Yep, you're losing trust in your politics and, or politicians and medicine, modern medicine. Uh, we're losing trust in a lot right now. And that doesn't mean we can't have a legitimate government or a legitimate medical field uh, but there's just so much corruption and false thinking and just weak people running the show uh, that the whole thing needs to be gutted. It's just so bad. So good that they're talking about it, though. Um, this is just another just like, can someone ask anti-maskers how this is better than just wearing a fucking mask? I'm not even a parent. 
and the idea of children being painfully sick at home without any help is almost unbearable. Well, then stop promoting nonsense like wearing masks, okay? Um, and we aren't the anti-maskers. This is my counter. We aren't the anti-maskers. We are the bare-faced. The bare-faced were here first. If humans were meant to use damp bacteria-infested rags over their breathing holes to survive the billions and trillions of viruses and bacteria that exist on this planet, nature would have endowed us with them. This was a micro of my daughter's argument. If, if God wanted us to have masks, we would have been born with them. Just showing you a couple of these little arguments that are good to use. Um, hold on, I lost my spot. Let me come back. Oh, there was these polls. I hope I got that one queued up. Oh, yeah, this is, so this is, this is what the guy, let me go to this real quick. This is, what's his name? I always forget that. Dr. Kieran Moore. And this is what he's being asked. He's telling parents of toddlers to wear a mask inside their homes if they have the sniffles. Here you go. I just want to be clear. So if I'm a mom to, let's say, a toddler, and I wake up with the sniffles, you're saying I should be masking at home? I'm sorry, but you should. Um, you should be doing good hand hygiene, cleaning surfaces, masking as best you can to decrease the risk to that child. I just want to be clear. So if I'm a That's a quack for you, okay? That is a super quack. We're just going to call the guy super quack from now on. Um, yeah, this was a good observation here by Roscoe 702. What this means, they're responding to CTV news. I wonder if I still have the, oh, okay. Yeah, this one. I'm glad we got this. So this is the, <laughs> look at this guy's face. First of all, how dare you bring your mask down during the photo? Because we know that the virus particles can go through zoom. So it must also be able to go through the photo. So you're kind of a walking contradiction there. But anyways, Dr. Can't pronounce his name says that the Ontario government will likely need to implement stronger measures to control the spread of RSV. And I just love this statement. What this means, they want to normalize extraordinary measures and apply them to routine illness. This is the road to continuous state control and intrusion. If it's allowed to pass, it'll never stop. Your whole life will be subject to invasive dictates. Do not compromise. Do not compromise, my friends. They want extraordinary measures and powers, and they want to apply them to routine illness because it's not about health. It's about the extraordinary measures and powers. Okay? Is that the elephant in the living room? What do you think? Yeah, COVID-19 case numbers are exploding across Australia as fourth waves takes off. The fourth wave takes off. Yeah, like, guys, this is just a broken record, isn't it? It's a broken record because I think this is a sign. Don't get depressed about this. I know it's hard, but this is a sign that when they just keep circling back to these old dead arguments when it's known that they're dead arguments and when all the polls are getting demolished, I'll show you a couple here. They don't know what to do. This is the end. This is the end. I'm thinking this is the, this is what the end is looking like is that they're just going to keep flipping back to it until it's just, it's like 99% of people. Like, I guess that's what it's going to take, but I hope it doesn't take that long. But the fact that they keep recycling this nonsense, even though there's, boatloads of science of their own science to debunk them. 
this to me looks like desperation. They have nothing else. This is from ER doc. The vast majority of children with RSV do not become critically ill. There is no need to scare parents to death. Exactly. Yeah. RSV and flu have been around since the beginning of time, and we never did any of this stupidity. It's almost like the last two plus years have caused harms. So let's continue down that road of harms. I swear this is an IQ test. Yeah, that's right, Melanie. It is. Not everybody's passing. I just caught this today. What's going on in, uh, in China right now? They're tearing down COVID barricades. Are, is China starting to fight back against this? Because they got locked down again in certain areas really harshly. And it looks like they're starting to rise up. I don't know. That's all I got on it. So hopefully, hopefully China's even rising up now. This comes from Peter Sweden. He's just pointing out some of the graphs. This has been going around. Weird how the media isn't talking about the fact that we now have higher excess mortality than during the pandemic. What is wrong? What could it be? Experts are baffled. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm just posting that other article I read for you. Okay. <laughs> White Rabbit Warrior puts this out, just kind of documenting what went down with the CBC News that did a gaslighting poll about masks. So here's the first image. CBC News asking, quick question, is it time to bring back mask mandates? 75% say no out of 111,000 votes. 111,000 votes. And you know the polls that they started reporting in CTV News? I can't remember if CBC reported it. But yesterday, CTV News was reporting that there was a poll that was done that the vast, this is their headline, the vast majority of Canadians support a return to masks. It, it's found out later they only had like 1,100 people in that poll. And where did they get the 1,100 people from? And so then people started doing polls as comments to that CTV News article. And those polls just in the comments started destroying that poll. And then look at how many in CBC News's own poll, 111,000 people voted and 75% said no. No saving the 25% that said yes, which could also be made up. Let's just say maybe at least half to three quarters of those could be bots, or we could just still have that many COVIDians running around who've been petrified, who tune into CBC News every day. It's probably a lot of elderly people, sadly, who were raised with CBC News. They can't even imagine that it could be corrupt. But either way, 75% out of 111,000. I mean, if we had a, it, what this tells me, guys, is if they go full mandate, the trucking convoy that's going to happen the second they try it is going to be like 10 times the size of the last one. So bring it on. And then he says this. They then delete the poll after more than 111,000 Canadians ratio the said poll with a resounding no. So they go in and you find out the tweet is not available. And you're not going to hear them come out and go, oh, well, the public has spoken. <laughs> I guess they don't want it. They're, they're just going to delete it. Tells you who they are. They're, they're the government. That's who CBC News is. I just love that we're getting very creative with different Trudeau hashtags and they all trend. Like it started with Trudeau must go, then Trudeau must go now, then Trudeau must resign. 
then Trudeau must resign now. Trudeau must go to jail. Now it's just Trudeau's a national disgrace. It's got over 8,000 tweets. It's trending in Canada. I'm just loving that we're just getting bored of, of like Trudeau must go, must have like millions and millions of retweets at this point. And so we're just moving on. We're like, we already demoed you with that. Let's just go to another one. Let's get an, a Trudeau is a national disgrace. That's a good one. Let's get that sucker trending. And lo and behold, it does. Just to give you an idea of where people are at in Canada, okay? Now, here's another one from the UK Parliament. Listen to this comment. This is amazing. Say that the UK as a whole, and while many questions need to be answered about, about our COVID response, is by no means the worst offender. We're not Canada or New Zealand or China, places where they think they can exterminate COVID by depriving the population of the most basic civil liberties. Um, but we still do have, I'm afraid, much to ask, questions to ask ourselves and even much to be ashamed of. I'm particularly say that the UK as a whole, like that's, while many questions that's incredible that they're even bringing up civil liberties, which remember that was a big debate. Like you're a conspiracy theorist. If you were advocating for bodily autonomy, remember that you were a Nazi, you were a hateful bigot, you were a misogynist. And now they're just openly like, yeah, man, we really did uh, suspend people's liberties. We should all be ashamed of ourselves. And we're not like Canada who suppresses liberty in order to try to stop a virus. It's, you know, it's just the way he said it. I was like, oh, my God. So hopefully the UK is starting to rise up because we're getting a lot coming out of their parliament these days. Uh, here's a little update from the former BlackRock guy. He's just going through. What's this? Oh, this is about Denmark. Let's just listen to this little bit about Denmark. That, in the country of Denmark, something horrible is going on. So what did Denmark do recently? They banned the vaccine for those under 50. Why, why they keep it for over 50, we can debate that. But for under 50, they banned the vaccine. And they came out and said, we'd rather have you get COVID than the vaccine. So without saying, it, 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 that's Orwellian speak for, you're better off with COVID than the vaccine in terms of sur surviving. So. That says something right there. They're not, the, the, the government's never going to come out and admit this. So we, the people, have to basically just arm people with data and facts. This is a disaster. Now let's go to the other chart on Denmark, and is very interesting. Um, uh, let me go back up to that. So in the, in the, in the left-hand uh, box, yearly mortality for age group, you can see the long-term trend for deaths in Denmark. There's the trend. There's the death rates. And then there's projections, and you can see what happened since 2020. It's off and to the right, okay? And then you can see this is, and that's for the total population. Uh, and you can, again, you can break this down by age group. We just took total because Denmark's the most stark example. And there's all sorts of things that you'll find in different countries, but mostly, the mo just keep, bear this in mind, mostly young people experience excessive death rates in, starting in 21 and 22. Uh, and on the right, hand side you can see excess death rates and vaccination uptake and it's gone up every year into 2022 in denmark so there's no doubt in my mind they stopped this because they saw the same data that we saw okay this is you know this is not a mystery they're seeing what we're seeing now that begs the question if denmark's seeing what we're seeing and they stopped it why in this country we're experiencing similar things. Why have they not stopped this? They see what we see. So again, I don't want to get into the who and why of what happened, but at this point, at this point, it's a uh, cover up 
And it's criminal negligence at this point because they see exactly what we see. And other countries are starting to stop it. So the longer this goes no, I, on, it, the more we can say it's criminal. And it's criminal. We know it, but it's good. I like the way he's rolling it out. This is the way you talk to the general public, the people that you know who are just the general public. You, you start building it up. You don't drop the cult of the medics hammer on them at the, at the beginning. You, you slowly introduce them, show them the data, say, yeah, it's criminal negligence. There's probably corruption. Maybe they're afraid to come out and admit that they were wrong, but that not coming out to admit it is still causing death. So that's criminal negligence. That's still, that's still convictable under a Nuremberg type situation. But um, what if we find out this was all planned? <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are ready for that, but we'll get there bit by bit. And then look at this clown show. Like who, what? <laughs> what? You'll find out he's going over there. Klaus Schwab is there. Greta Thunberg is there. The whole cult is there. Biden wearing a Mao clown outfit to meet with Xi will be played in every World War III documentary one day. It will be just like that Neville Chamberlain waving paper video. I just like this meme. It is not about the science. It is about your compliance. Correct. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, check out this. This is another local news. Is this Toronto? So let's see where they're at. They're at 11,196 votes on this mask mandate uh, thing. It's, some, it's Ontario somewhere, this channel. And they got 80%. Oh, because the question is, are you okay with Ontario not imposing a mask mandate? And everybody's okay with them not imposing it. So there's an 80, it's over 80% this one. And this is, this is a local, this is an Ontario, I'm not sure what city, I think it's Toronto. Um, it's local. So there you go. The media is lying to you about how all the Canadians think we should bring back the masks. No, we don't. We do not think that. Um, all right. So there was that, there was one thing, let me just pull it up quickly. There was a good little video. I posted it on my telegram. I just want to play it really quick. Um, where was it? Oh yes. We got to do two of these videos for my telegram. Sorry. We'll do this one first. Let me find it here. Yeah, this is the one. There we go. McNulty, Officer McNulty has something for us here. Let's check it out. This is a message to all the parents that are putting their kids in masks. Check this out. For all you child abusing pieces of shit, you can buy your masks here at Walmart. Minions! Jaws! <laughs> we got a Harry Potter mask. Wow. Trolls. Trolls. Wow, like if you buy this and put this on your child, you're literally getting trolled by the government. What do all these masks have in common? They're useless, 
And it says so right in the back. Check this out. Right down there, these masks are not for medical use. Wow. Right? These masks are not for medical use. So what are they for? Literal child abuse. That's right. Children deserve to breathe. Well done, Officer McNulty. You really got to get that man back on the show. He's done just some great videos. Great videos. Okay, I have to take this little video of Dr. Tam apart, so we're going to watch it. She got, Dr. Teresa Tam finally got confronted on the street. And for the first time, guys, in the last two and a half years, she was actually asked some very tough questions, and it was just by a regular citizen that approached her. And this video is going viral. Let's uh, take a listen and then pick it apart. You guys continuously advocate, and I've seen ads, like multiple ads on, on Facebook and Instagram saying that it's safe for children. Myocarditis, all these side effects. Why, why are you guys still pushing this vaccine? Well, based on the scientific data, the benefit is definitely greater than any risk. There's 12 pages of side effects. Pfizer well, released because. it. There's a document. We have to be. I think it's great that there's transparency in all the data. Okay, so the data of 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 kids, you know, not being affected at all. What? Why are you guys still pushing that? Well, still the benefit outweighs the risks. What risk? What risk is there? It's 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 a common cold. It's a common cold. Unless you get the I mean, there's, there's a lot, quite a number of people still dying every day. Yeah, people die every day from all different types of diseases. So, so why, why are you guys still pushing this? We're not pushing it. I've literally got three ads since I was here in BC. I don't get them too much in Toronto, but since I was here in BC, you guys are pushing this on children all the time. It's not to mention masking in children. Masking does nothing since the beginning. You've even known that. You even said it. It can reduce risks. Reduce risk. Okay, reduce risk of, yeah, if you're sick. Like right now, are you sick? No. So then why are you wearing a mask? Well, I don't know who's around me. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is the mask doesn't protect press. you from getting the virus. It protects me if you're sick from you sneezing and coughing. So right now, if you're not sick, then why are you wearing a mask? There's two aspects to this. Okay, One explain. One is that we know the virus can be transmitted just because someone gets sick. So that's basically... No, that's bullshit. Yeah, no, if you're sick, that. you're sick. If you're coughing, you're sneezing, you're no. sick. But if you're not, then you're not sick. No, it's scientifically proven that people who are asymptomatic before they get sick and transmit. It's actually so debunked. So that's for the rest of your life, of the... for, so for the rest of your life, you're going to think that you're asymptomatic and you're going to wear a mask for the rest of your life? No. Depends on what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Yeah. and you know, it may become a very regular thing that we can all predict. You now think it's a regular to... good thing for children to wear masks no, all day in not. class? Most of them are not. Sorry? I don't think they are. Yeah, but what about the last two years? What did you do in the last two years? Well, what your recommendations? You know what they've done in the last two years? Kids can that are just learning how to speak English, you know, communicate with people. You don't think that that messed with them? Well, I allowed them to go back to school. Well, no, you, you put the guidelines for mandatory masking. No, that's not it. 
Well, you recommended Doug Ford. You're not a. You're, aren't you a health expert? Is that why you not recommended public health? Well, when we rec I do not mandate. I have a question. Why doesn't anybody take responsibility for anything in this country? We if do you're not, if do you not do, do you not get paid? By so sorry. I just I have to interrupt here so I don't forget because there's so many points I'm trying to remember. Um. He's at, this is such a shocking response. This is Dr. Teresa Tam, and she is the head of Health Canada. She is the lead. She's looked at as the top doctor. That's how she's been identified to the Canadian public for three years. The top doctor in Canada. She's the leader. She's like our Anthony Fauci. Okay. This would be like Anthony Fauci going, I never mandated anything. And you probably already said that, which is bullshit. These people were the ones that built the policies for Canada. That's their job. Their job, Dr. Teresa Tam's job is to help craft medical policy. That's the job. And she's saying, I didn't mandate anything. Oh, you see the kids? They're not wearing masks, but you recommended it. So all the parents did it. It's sorry. I'm going to keep, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> it's good. We catch these people on this stuff. I was totally expecting her to start doubling down on defending her position around masks. Have you noticed? She didn't even start defending the masks. She starts saying, well, I didn't mandate it. The kids aren't wearing it. What the hell? At least defend your position. I was not expecting you to deflect it. What does that tell you guys? What does that tell you? By the government? The federal government. Yeah, the federal government. Do you, do you not get paid by the federal yeah. So if you get paid by the federal government and you make recommendations for health and being on public health, then why don't you take responsibility? Anytime someone is asked something, it's like, oh, it's not my decision. It's I'm not my decision. Like, I'm not the person that mandates it. Why can't you take responsibility for what you've done for the last two years? Well, I will, but I'm just clarifying for you. So do you think what you did was right or wrong? Do you think everything you've done, it was right? Or do you, do you agree that you okay? you've... Yeah, I'm just a tax-paying citizen asking your questions. We've actually got a room I'm excited. I'm from Toronto. I've never seen her. I've only seen her on TV. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you for sure. Hi. Okay. Can I help you? No, no, just making sure you're all right. Take a hike so there, no, no goodbye? No, no anything? No? Unbelievable and unacceptable from one of our health officials here. The leading health official. Unbelievable, but well, believable because it's all a scam, but this is the, like I said, it's the passing the buck Olympics, but notice a, a lot of these guys on the street in front of people that are asking real questions. And this guy is not like a doctor walked up to her an average Joe did. And she's dodging. If you're the expert, you go, oh, it's just a big misunderstanding. The, the science is very clear. Here's the journal. Here's the information. Here's how. None of that. Just, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't mandate anything. I didn't know what you're talking about. My place. My place. Oh, guys. So, I mean, we're coming up. Wow. We just squeezed it all in. I wasn't sure we would. Um, closing thoughts on all this right now. In one sense, especially if you're living in Canada right now, you're feeling a bit worried that they're going to start bringing back the mandates. And we're seeing the rhetoric in the U.S. 
there's still this whole nightmare of what's going on with the elections that's still going on. Uh, and once again, don't feel down about that. That's also continuing to prove just with even more evidence, because when you have a recurring event <laughs> happen, uh, where, you know, th th this helps wake more people up. You know, I know I keep saying that you guys don't want to hear that, but it's just the way it is. It's the same with this, that I want, I, I live this 24, like every day for the whole time uh, you all did, but I meant like I, for my job, I've been documenting it and paying attention and listen to all these sources. I've watched the narrative ebb and flow and go up and down and back and forth. I've seen the status of the polls that are done by these media organizations. I've seen the status of, uh, we, we, I remember I was covering the, in the age when, remember when YouTube once in upon a time used to have a thumbs down option. I was the guy going on and screenshotting back then that the evolution of the thumbs down for all of these media videos or government um, pressers where they were doing the announcements on the new mandates or the new rules that were changing all the time. I was the one tracking that in the beginning of 2020, it was mostly thumbs up for what the government was doing because everybody was reacting with fear, which is what they wanted. And they thought, well, the government's going to save us and they've got med we have best medical science in the world. We should be able to get through this. So let's just go with them. And they were cheering for them. Everybody was clapping for the nurses and doctors while they were doing the TikTok dance routines and all that. Remember that? Um, and then as things started to come out and as people started to experience something different than what they were being told, the thumbs down started to increase. And then it, it got to a point where the thumbs down were at like 80, 90%. For all the government live streams, the World Health Organization live streams, Fauci's videos, any of these guys, thumbs down. So what do they do? They get rid of the thumbs down on YouTube. So now you can only see thumbs up and it's just a mystery as to whether or not most people like your video or not. And that's just a simple form of voting, right? It's the old Caesar thing. He lives, he dies. I, I wish they brought that back to YouTube. But without that, we also now have the polls and the polls have changed drastically. They've even changed since the time of the truckers. That's changed. Like there's so much going on. We've also got the inquiry, the emergencies act still going on. Um, are they even going to be able to get Trudeau to get on the stand? He's out hobnobbing all over the world. I don't know. We're hoping he's supposed to, but either way, this is setting in and, and guys, this is their biggest mistake. We're witnessing their biggest mistake right now where they're going back to the beginning, which was the masks. The masks were the beginning. You can't let them. Ontario, any province, any state, any, anywhere in the world, you cannot allow the mandates to return on masks because that then is the gateway drug to the mandates returning and everything else. And we know they have a massive stock of these shots. They still have to get into people. They still have their quotas to reach. The Club of Rome has its quota. The world, that drips down. The World Economic Forum, they got their quota. They're passing that down to your little Trudeau birds all over. They got their quota. Dr. Tam has her quota. It's compartmentalized. Either these people are also just in on it and totally corrupt, or they're literally that stupid. Doesn't matter. But as they push this triple-demic, it's like, it's so ridiculous. While people are noticing, see, this, our, biggest, our biggest beef during the actual main pandemic time was that we weren't tripping over bodies, remember? 
because we weren't. But now we are in a way, right? Now we're seeing the excess mortality rise, but it's not because of the triple-demic. It's not because of the hellhound variant. It's not because of climate change. It's because of the jabs. It's because of the, ma and, I th and I'm also bringing the masks in. I think the masks, think about it. Think of what we've started. You now have a planet of children, aside from the very small group that parents that never mask their children, uh, you have an entire planet of children that have had the development of their immune system stunted via masking, isolation, social distancing, the whole thing. And then the parents are bringing their kids to get jabbed to double down on making sure that kid does not have a natural functioning immune system when they grow up. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing. So I'm not just blaming the vaccines. I think the masks have a lot more to do with the perpetuation of all these things because they're just naming the thing, but it's really just the same. And when people are going like that, that old argument, because now that the flu is coming back, that old argument of we got rid of the flu because we did all this stuff. It's not holding water anymore because we're still having problems. Did you see that? That was another thing I was going to show you. I'm sure you saw it. There was a huge cruise ship. What? And getting on this cruise ship, you had to have three jabs and you had to wear a mask. So they were jabbing and masking on this cruise ship. 100% of the people on the ship. And it's, I think it's Australia outbreaks or New Zealand or something outbreaks on this cruise ship. And what do they tell you? Oh, let's go keep doing more of the thing that doesn't work. We need to keep looking at this because we're learning about how tyranny functions. We're learning about how lies work, how institutional corruption works. Um, this is all very, very critical. And so let me finish with this quote, and then I'm going to tell you about some solutions for you real quick. This one comes from William Shakespeare, and I just love it. And this hopefully will add something to the fire in you as you, as you feel pressure mounting, depression setting in, anxiety setting in, uh, feel like you want to quit. Think this, okay? William Shakespeare says, Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. Of all the wonders that I have yet heard, it seems to me the most strange that men should fear, seeing that death, a necessary end, will come when it comes. I just love that first sentence, though. Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. Which, which team do you want to be on, guys? Do you want to be on the cowards team? Whether we're talking the cowards in the normie world where they're just trusting known liars and criminals with their lives, even though the evidence shows that that's not a good thing to do. Or the cowards, even in the awake community, who are constantly fretting over every little thing that happens that doesn't go their way and constantly trying to drum up even more fear. They're just contagious with their anxiety and fear when they're delivering this information, even if it's accurate. Or do you want to be the valiant? You want to be with the valiant lines. If you're the valiant, you're on the front lines. The valiant ones, the courageous ones, they're on the front lines. 
They take the enemy on first. They look the enemy in the eyes first. I'm personally wanting to be on the side of the valiant ones, and there are many. We are legion, the amount of valiant warriors for truth and freedom there are in the world that are not afraid. That are, Or they are afraid, but that fear is not having them clam up in a little ball crying under their bed. That fear is motivating them to generate more valiance, more courage. It's the same process with that dynamic of fear versus courage as what we were saying your immune system does. This is the way your psychic immune system works. In order for you to gain courage in when you're confronting a great challenge like this, you need practice. You need practice. And if we're not only going to survive this time, but also be able to maintain a free, sane, rational world moving forward for our children, we need to go through the training process psychically, spiritually, emotionally to know who we are and what we are. Just like your immune system is trying to know what it is versus what it's not so it knows where to direct its energy. Your mind, your soul is going through this sharpening phase right now. So take heart. Be the valiant one. Be the courageous one. That doesn't mean living in pie in the sky or pretending things aren't. That, that's the opposite. Actually, being truly valiant and courageous means you are aware of the danger. You study the danger. You study the enemy. You know how it works so that you can become immune from it. That's why we do all this this exploration, guys. That's why I even repeat certain things on this show constantly is because this is part of the exposure that you need, that I need. I, I'm doing this for me too. This is my therapy too, guys. It's not just you. We're all together here. Just I'm just the guy presenting it. I got a platform. I know how to use it. We're just doing this together. But I'm strengthening my immune system by doing the research that I do and doing having the conversations that I have and making these films and doing this research and making mistakes and correcting mistakes. And, you know, that's that's how I'm developing myself. And I'm hoping that this information and the way that I'm delivering it helps you do the same. Because if you're confronted with a Leviathan, if you don't possess courage because you didn't go through that training phase of how to actually strengthen the psyche, the, the immune system of the psyche or the soul, then you will lose in that fight. Even if you have the skill to win or the tools to win, you will lose because you don't have enough fire behind what you're doing. If you want fire behind what you're doing, you have to be courageous. And courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. Courage just means you're responding appropriately to fear by acting courageously, by taking action, by doing something, anything. Doing something. When you participate, when you're active in it, when you study it, it actually takes away the fear. And I'm not saying you're not going to feel those feelings. You are, but you're better equipped to deal with it and then get back up again and go win. Do you know the hardest thing to do in a fight is to be winning and everything's going well and then you take some really bad shots and you feel like you just want to quit and you have to summon another level of yourself in order to finish, in order to not get taken out? That's where we're at. So... Count the victories. Don't dwell on the defeats. 
may those defeats are lessons. That's all they, there is no losing best sense I ever had said, there's no such thing as losing. Cause I was really worried about losing. Cause I didn't want to embarrass myself or my karate dojo or whatever. And he's like, there is no such thing as losing. You showed up. The only losers that exist are the people that didn't show up. You're here. You already won. Just, you're now going to go learn a lesson, whether you get your hand raised or not, whether you bring a trophy home or not, you are going to be learning a lesson today. And that is the reason you are here. That's what he used to tell me when I go to these tournaments or whatever, or do those hard exams. Or even some of the grueling training sessions. You're like, God, get me the hell out of here. He's like, losing is an illusion. Don't think about that. This is a lesson. So find courage in that. Find courage in the fact that you're not alone. Find courage in the truth. Your truth is on your side. You got facts pouring out and you're on your side of this from every possible place. I'm just trying to give it to you so that you've got some good tools. I hope it helps. But here's a couple suggestions uh, that I'm just going to show you really quickly. I'm also going to do a little shout out to my sponsor here. But it's all actually very relevant. Um, just a few things that you can do. I'm going to show you my store and the stuff that I'm working with. Um, and this is the stuff I take. But honestly, as long as you are being proactive in your way based on your, if you're being proactive about your health, you don't need the cult of the medics. You don't need them. And you're going to find you don't need them for, for anything except maybe like some kind of emergency surgery or something like what they're talking about. And that's what I want. In order to free yourself from the reliance on these people, you need to become self-sufficient. And these are some steps you can take. Okay. So this is uh, where you can go if you don't know where to get some good stuff. I've got all the information there. And everything's listed. You can go to my website, dwtruthwarrior.com forward slash shop. dwtruthwarrior.com forward slash shop. I've got it all listed here. Thanks to my wife uh, and a few friends of mine who are in the nutrition industry. They're brilliant people. They got me on the right track here. Uh, this is just stuff that I'm taking and it's actually made a massive difference in my overall health, mental clarity, my joints. This has been awesome. That was a big one for me. It was just joint pain. Uh, from old injuries that have been haunting me. So this is just a list of the stuff. This um, company has everything you got. They got collagen. They even have an, a, a type of collagen that's built around vitamin C and D and all of that as well. And making sure that you've got the bile cells available so that everything can be absorbed. So they got really good stuff there. They got all the multivitamins. They have um, right now, I think it starts tomorrow. They have a, a good day, a deal on a, a winter immune system building pack. That's like all in one pack. Uh, so it's just kind of all right there. It's very convenient. It's fairly priced given the level of, um, quality that you're looking at here. They got stuff for mental clarity and energy. That's a really big asset in my toolbox. Uh, and then the cleaning products. And it's funny how we don't even think about cleaning products. You know, and if you're just a vinegar type of person, God bless you. But if you prefer having a nice smell in your home and you're also looking for those organic ingredients that aren't going to be toxic, they have really good stuff. Because think about it. Like how much stuff do we buy? I never thought about this before. It was when I started doing these kinds of looking into these kind of businesses where there, there's a whole movement now to actually phase out all the old bleaches and pine saws and all that crap that's just loaded with carcinogens and toxins. How many children need to find their way under the sink and drink a little bit of Javex or something because they think it's Kool-Aid 
you know, and horrible things happen. Like why are cleaning products so freaking toxic? Why is everything so toxic? Why? It's almost like they're trying to kill us. <laughs> so don't let them. We don't need them. We don't have to buy them. We don't have to support Walmart. We don't support any of these guys. You can find alternatives. That's who I try to find on my show is people that make things locally. All these products are made in the USA or Canada. And they're in a bunch of different markets and they, they make them locally. Um, but cleaning products, like what an amazing change that your Windex isn't poisonous. It's just, it's, you could drink it. You, you shouldn't. I mean, you probably won't feel the greatest, but it's not toxic. It's not going to kill you. Uh, and it's all natural stuff. So I thought that was cool. So I got it all over there. I'm going to be bringing on on Wednesday morning show. We'll do another news show on Wednesday. I'm going to be bringing on uh, a, a past guest. Her name is Julie. She's phenomenal. She lives near me. She's just an amazing person. And she's a wealth of knowledge on health and nutrition. And I just want to bring that in. I'm just going to bring her in for a quick little spot. She's going to talk about uh, some things you can do proactively. It's just for people that don't understand how to do that. Everybody's on a learning curve. And uh, so I just want to help point you in those directions. And of course, anything you get at the shop really helps the show. This is what allows me, one of the things that allows me to do this work. Um, so go check it out. They have a whole, all of the good thing about this as well that I really like, as opposed to some of the previous sponsors I've been with is just how clean everything is and how transparent they are about that. So they've got all the ingredients listed of every little detail, all the science beside it, which is what I like. And that way you can make up your own mind. And this is the stuff your doctor would never do when they're giving you medications is give you all the nitty gritty details. So uh, make sure that whether you're supporting my sponsor or whether you're buying any kind of supplements or anything like that, that you look at it because not all supplements are made the same. Not all collagens are made the same. I was taking a powdered collagen for like nine months and I honestly didn't notice any difference whatsoever. I don't know what it was. Just wasn't a good one. I was supporting another friend of mine who had a show and they had a sponsor and I was like, yeah, I'll try it out. And I was like, eh, I don't know about this, but I kept doing the research on it. And there's a lot of great research on it. But then I found this one, the liquid one. And like within a couple of days, I started noticing a difference. So, you know, not everything works for everybody. You got to find something that works for you. But try to stay away from those drugstores. Try to stay away from those emergency wards in the hospital. Don't panic every time your kid has a fever. And try to be proactive. That's all you got to do. It's very simple. You're like a plant. You need a little bit of sunlight. You need some watering. You need some exercise. I don't know. If, yeah, I guess they kind of do the sine wave thing. That's their exercise. Uh, you need to be strong. You need courage. You need to be able to, you know, strong mind. That's a huge part of your immune system. I think there's a lot more that's psychosomatic than we maybe think. Um, check out your diet. What kind of ingredients are you putting in your body? Uh, what's what ingredients are in these foods? This is another thing to watch out for, especially if you're a parent. Do you know they're already putting insect parts and, and like really weird shit in like candy and and a lot of the stuff that you're buying that you thought was good. You know, a lot of people give their kids those Flintstone vitamins or whatever, and you start looking in and you go, "Oh my god!" Like, what the hell? So check out the ingredients, make sure it's right for you, and an apple a day, basic stuff. If you get sick, just do what we used to do. Chicken soup, vitamin C, you know, watch. I got lots of podcast content for you to catch up on. If you're bored, I got more premiums coming out. I'm working actually, uh, tomorrow. I'm going to spend the whole day 
working on the new premium that I'm working on for. It's going to be called uh, The Dark Side of Tibetan Buddhism. We're going to get into it. So I'm working on that tomorrow. I'll, I'll have that up within the next week or so for all my amazing uh, supporters on Truth Warrior Premium. And I also still have the Bible Decoded series that's available. It's four parts, getting a lot of good feedback. It's only six bucks a month, or you can join Rockfin, 10 bucks a month, and you get me and everybody else on there as well, including nutritionists, people that have home training courses and things like that. So there could be a benefit there. And then you get access to all my premium content. It's another way to support the show. Um, and then I, if you want a crash course in what I cover in that Bible Decoded series, I did a really, really good show with my friend Josh Reed over at the Red Pill Project. And this show is starting to go viral. I checked on it uh, earlier today and the, I was like, wow, it's, it's really starting to go around. I'm getting lots of positive emails back from it. And I kind of do a little sketch, a little overview with Josh. And he has a lot of awesome stuff too. Um, just looking at some of the stuff from a different angle. It was a good interview. So you can go find him on Rumble, Red Pill Project, and it's right there. Uh, that gives you the taste. And then if you want the whole thing, it's over at Truth Warrior Premium. So those are the ways you can support my show, guys. Thank you so much. The number one way, though, is please share this out. If it adds value, you're free to download it and make little clips. I know I cover a lot of things, so have at it. Let's just get the information out because we need to just be here to support the truth. We don't have to do anything more than that. Just support it. Just get it out. Get the information out. Have these conversations. Speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. Love you lots, guys. I'll catch you Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. Cheers.